Hello everyone from all of us at Saskatoon Open Doors Society. Welcome to our first Cultural Bridging weekly podcast series, Culture Clinic, with Cultural Bridging hosts Michael Afemfia and Anita Oulo. Once upon a time, in a not-so-distant past, Maybe some of you attended our cultural bridging presentations, workshops, or events, or maybe some are joining us today for the first time. Whatever it may be, Anita and I hope to continue our Saskatoon Open Door Society tradition of welcoming, connecting, and belonging. Some say there's a silver lining to everything. So when COVID-19 suddenly arrived, Michael and I bounced some ideas off each other as to how we'd keep doing what we do at Open Door, but from a distance. So we're going to keep on tackling myths about culture and people, who we are or who we're not, by crafting and sharing first-hand experiences, stories, and ideas as a form of counsel to help and heal one another. Not so unlike Walter Benjamin's notion of the storyteller. Many a philosopher thought humans are on the way to becoming, always an unfinished project. It's comforting to acknowledge that by me knowing you and you knowing me, We both know each other and ourselves better. We can work towards becoming the change we want to see in the world. Absolutely, Anita. All the new faces in town can contribute a world of knowledge to locals in Saskatoon, in Saskatoon, and the prairies beyond. Like a priceless piece of art, every unique experience, every diverse background, and every transferable skill come together to form the mosaic that is Canada we love. So what are we going to talk about every week, Michael? Every week will be different, I assure you. We'll share stories and thoughts, and this way facilitate cross-learning and expansion of knowledge in a meaningful way. We can get newcomers to share stories too. For sure, Michael. The people's voice of Saskatoon. This way we'll invite and encourage more inclusive voices for Saskatoon's community, Indigenous, and old and newcomer stories altogether. Sound like a good idea? I couldn't agree more, Anita. As we say in Pidgin English back in Nigeria, that's one a correct Ubonge idea. As we say in Turkish, By the way, you don't look like a Turk, Anita. I mean, your English is so good. Where did you learn to speak English? <laughs> what does a Turk look and sound like, Michael? What kind of assumptions are you making, my brother? <laughs> I guess I have an image or a picture in my head, but help me out here because I may be wrong. Oh, that's okay, Michael. How would you know? Assumptions are what some people make in the absence of knowing, and that's perfectly normal. So I'm Turkish by marriage and citizenship, uh, Canadian by birth, but later a bride in Turkey, and that, for the most part, I think carries privilege. Because of my experiences with them, I think Turkish hospitality is amazing. They made me feel like I belonged from day one. And after 25 years together through the good and the bad, I miss them dearly. I can see that. I empathize. It's not easy being away. I know you understand, Michael. So as I was saying, sometimes those who rely on the media for knowledge do not get a fair understanding of Turks because, well, we're not easily categorized, I mean white, brown, wheat tanned. We don't have a clear concept of race in Turkey anyway. Tell me some assumptions people might make about Nigeria, Michael. 
Some people may not know that Nigeria is a beautiful country blessed with oil and other natural resources. We have very talented people that are making a difference in world economics, academics, IT, sports, and entertainment. Some people may think all Nigerians know each other, so they ask me, Oh, Michael, I once worked with one Nigerian. His name is Emeka. Do you know him? There's also the assumption that we speak just one language, when in truth, there are at least 520 different languages spoken in Nigeria. Yes, yeah. And Turkey contributes so much to the world as well. But you seldom hear about the good things because the media, well, it only focuses on the negative. Perhaps I should shock you. I know the famous Nigerian actress Mama G. You know her, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mama G is a fantastic actress and a national treasure, if you ask me. Um, what else do you know about Nigeria and Africa? When I was a young woman, I traveled in a truck across Africa for six months. You know, one of those tourist things. I'll never forget the day we arrived in Lagos in 1991. Amazing city, by the way. It reminded me of Toronto. There was a census going on, not a car on the road. Do you remember that day, Michael? Who would have ever thought? Small world. Interesting. I was a lot younger then, and I still had hair. <laughs> anyway, I remember that day because we all had to stay home to be counted. Who would have thought that you were in my country that day? And we share a common memory there. You and I, like many other people in Canada, or even people around the world, are like an unusual constellation of stars in a prairie night sky. We may be different, and we may have different stories from where we've lived and come from, but together we share a common story of living, working, and raising families in Canada. As do our listeners, through this, our weekly Cultural Bridging Culture Clinic podcast series, we hope to share those stories. There's already so much to discuss about COVID-19 and how it's changing everyday culture. Yes, like a paradigm shift that Thomas Kuhn proposed in the 1960s. Suddenly, the things we value as cultural norms can shift and lose their credibility. Maybe that's a good thing, ever-changing. Culture is fluid anyway. No better time for us to rethink how we perceive and treat humanity and each other than right now. A bit like love in a time of cholera, the 1985 novel by Colombian writer Gabriel Garcia Marquez. As humans, we fall prey to many contradictions, love, hate, kindness, fear, hope and belief. In this podcast, therefore, we hope to throw more light on key human relation topics like culture, competency, culture, shock gender role reversal, workplace diversity, understanding newcomers and their challenges, exploring cross-cultural communication and conflict resolution, to name just a few. And we'll be hearing real stories from real people. I'm so interested, Michael. Newcomer guests will make our podcast so much richer. Do they ever have good stories? In many cases, the absurd situations they face make them adept at handling adversity. Adversity, They're survivors, learned through complex challenges, each day's a gift. Nothing's taken for granted. Many of them are constellations of hope, looking merely for a chance to live. Oh yes, I can relate to that. Yes, we humans have always been on the move. 
In fact, our times are not so different from those of, let's say, Lilo Linke, the subject of my PhD dissertation. She was a 1930s German woman writer, writing autobiographies about her unsettled times. Lilo, too, was just looking for a chance to live after fleeing Germany. In the 18th century, it was the German statesman, poet and scientist Goethe, who lived difficult times. He once thought that all the unexpected interactions we have with fellow humans might be seen as what he called fortunate encounters. All we need do is open our hearts and we create the opportunity to support one another to reach a higher level of understanding. Maybe you're one of my fortunate encounters, Michael. Thank you, Anita. I'm blushing. Um, so please join us every week as we do this. Our Cultural Clinic podcast series aims to create a space for broader understanding of people. We'd love to hear from you and welcome your ideas. Please send us your comments to our email address, culturalbridging at sods.sk.ca. Culturalbridging at sods.sk.ca. So dear listeners, you're invited to join in and with your stories too. Let's cultivate a sense of belonging. Together, let's rewrite this living document called history and let it be like a mini United Nations where all belong and all are loved. Until next time.